Hashtag SAFM Headspace. We're now talking about the department's uh, draft control of tobacco products and electronic delivery systems bill. And I'm not quite sure what stage it is right now, but we have such a, a bill in place. Uh, we do have Peter Yuko talking to us about it. Good evening to you, Peter, and thank you very much for joining us. Hello, Naya, and I can tell you what stage it's at. The bill was published, the three months period elapsed, and public comment was received by the Department of Health and they're currently analysing it so they can make recommendations to the Minister. All right. Peter Yuko is the CEO for the Tobacco, Alcohol and Gambling Advisory Adv- Advocacy and Action Group. TAG. Is that how you call it, Peter? <laughs> we call it TAG. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, in which direction is the wind blowing? Well, there is, of course, a large support for the bill, and there's a large movement against the bill. And predictably, those against the bill are the tobacco industry and those from the electronic delivery systems market and some people who've misunderstood and misread the bill, such as the small traders, the spaza shops, some liquor dealers, who've totally misunderstood what the bill is about, and they say things that are patently not true. I think that the smaller ones are egged on by the tobacco industry and the association dealing with electronic delivery systems. But the bill is heading in the direction of protecting public health. It's to protect people, and particularly children and young people, from the harms caused by tobacco smoke pollution and the pollution that comes out of electronic delivery systems and these electing public health that's the bottom line so what do you call these electric are these these vaps or vapes systems that people smoke in malls and restaurants yes uh, they have called it vaping which sounds like a very nice easygoing, relaxed, acceptable term. Oh, we're vaping. It's so lovely to vape. In actual fact, it's an electronic nicotine delivery system. It delivers nicotine and other poisons to your body. You inhale it. When you exhale it, these huge plumes of dense smoke containing toxins that we don't know all of them yet because there's so many devices with so many different chemical compounds in them that we don't really know what they are. But those exhalations can do harm to people around them. And that's why they need to be controlled. But in 1983, we had already a bill that that the Tobacco Products Control Act, isn't it? Yes, the bill was published first in 1993. It was then amended in 97. And the sections dealing with smoking really only came into force on the 1st of January 2001. But at that stage, there weren't any electronic cigarettes, so nothing was put into the bill. These are new devices created by the tobacco industry and other manufacturers simply for the purpose of creating an income and profits. And doing business is not bad, but when you create a product that could potentially kill people, that does make it bad for public health. So the current act, doesn't deal with those electronic devices and that's why we have a new bill to take care of that void okay and does that mean uh, that if it passes it will repeal the usage of those devices inside restaurants 
Yes, it'll co- control them is the potential or the purpose of the act is to control them in such a way that they don't cause any harm to others. So in the same way that cigarette smoking will be controlled, uh, the bill will no longer allow any indoor smoking areas, so no use of electronic devices in those circumstances. Uh, Certain distances from doorways and ventilation inlets will be regulated. Certain outdoor areas will be controlled, particularly outdoor areas where people gather in close proximity to each other, such as sports stadiums and outdoor music events. Yeah, yeah. So, what exactly is the opposition about? If it sounds, from, from, from what you're saying, it sounds like a good thing. It's not stopping smokers from smoking. It's simply pre- preventing them from infecting others with whatever is in their bronchioles. What, what exactly is the opposition about? Well, the opposition, first of all, is based on loss of jobs which is a misnomer because uh, it's unlikely that jobs are lost. And let me give you a picture. Imagine if everybody stopped smoking tonight, everybody who smokes, and tomorrow morning we woke up and there were no smokers in South Africa, would jobs be lost? The immediate instinctive reaction is, yes, of course, those that manufacture cigarettes and who distribute them and who make the packaging for them, all that sort of thing. But the truth is that the money is not going to disappear. The money that is currently spent on tobacco products will be spent on other items. It doesn't matter what those items are, whether they are CDs for music or videos or clothing or books shelter, education, uh, it'll all be spent on other good things, food and sustenance. So the money that is spent on those areas will create new jobs in those areas and, of course, generate tax from the sale of those goods. So in balance, jobs are unlikely to be lost. But the big saving will be that fewer people will get sick from things like emphysema, lung cancer, COPD, pancreatic, all the cancers that are caused Uh, by smoking and by the use of electronic devices. And the public health care costs, your money and my money that is spent, uh, tax money on public health care and hospitals treating heart attacks and cancers and larynx, having to take out a larynx because of cancer and then the person can't speak. People who die young and leave families, breadwinners leave families without income. All those things are reduced, and that's a great benefit to the country, and that means it's a great benefit to all our people. Okay. So do we know how many people consume these tobacco products, whether electronic or manual? Do we know how many? And if we do, how many of them are actually opposed to this? Well, we know that there are approximately 7 million smokers in South Africa. I do not know of any statistics on the use of electronic devices. Some information has been published, but usually by the associations that deal with them, and their accuracy and their veracity can be questioned, because it's not done by independent research scientists who use uh, research methods and have large enough numbers. So, on smokers, about 7 million. Wow. (laughs) Okay. We have a lot of them in South Africa. If we've got 54 million uh, South Africans and then smokers alone are 7 million, 
if these people were to smoke all at the same time would change, would burn out the ozone layer. I understand this is hyperbolizing, but my, okay. So what, what, what is the next step now? Do we, uh, do we wait and see what's going to be happening in Parliament or the Council of Provinces and so forth? What, what's the next step now? Yes, well, the National Department of Health is analyzing all the public responses, pro and con, it doesn't matter, all those responses will be examined, and then recommendations will be made to the minister on where and how to amend the bill, change the wording, make additions, uh, make certain removals, and that will be passed on to the minister, which will go to cabinet. Cabinet will then publish another document which will be their final recommendation, having taken into account all the public input, and then it'll go forward for public hearings. It's likely that all the provinces will have public hearings, and then, of course, there will be parliamentary hearings at which the public and organizations can come and make their presentations. In Parliament? Yes, so there's lots and lots of consultation with okay. everybody who wants to yes, be consulted. Yes, yes, and and how much time do we imagine do we invest, envisage this protracting through? How much time? <laughs> I cannot answer that question. I think it'll take too long. Of course, that's my natural response. Yes, yes. But remember that we have Parliament going into recess in a few months in November. And then after that, we'll have elections in the first half of next year, towards the end of the first half. That'll delay the process. Then we'll have a new government and a new cabinet or set of cabinet ministers. And all those things are likely to delay the whole process. I would like to see everything happen, if possible, before the elections. It's unlikely, however, that that will happen. But to put a final time on it, I simply cannot tell, and I doubt that there's any soothsayer or fortune teller who can give a date. Yeah, yeah. So it just might be two years or three years. Sadly, very sadly, I have to say possibly. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's try and and, and see the view of the other side as best as we can. Do you imagine perhaps there is any legitimacy to them complaining about the tampering of their liberties and rights. Is there any possibility of legitimacy in their argument? There is unequivocally no tampering of any human rights or any rights that people might want to choose to exercise. So let's start with this. There is no right in any law to smoke. There is no right in any law to use an electronic device. However you can choose, you have the right to choose to use it. And like all other rights in the Constitution, one of the very basics is that as soon as you exercise your right in one area, you are obliged to protect other people's rights. I'll give you a simple example. You have the right to drive a motor car, provided you've got a valid license and your car's roadworthy and licensed, you have the right to drive that car. It doesn't matter what car you have. It could be a very souped-up sports car that can go 300 kilometers an hour. You might be a highly trained and super-skilled driver, and you have the right to drive that vehicle on a public road. Your right, however, is limited. Your choice to drive fast is limited to 120 kilometers an hour on an open public road, 60 kilometers an hour in built-up areas. So it's the same with smoking and using electronic devices. You can choose to use them, but your right is only limited to areas where you cannot do harm to other people because other people have 
a right to clean air, they have a right to health, they have a right to protection and safety, they have a right to life, and they have a right to movement. Yeah, so if yeah. people are smoking, masses of people, you can't move past it because of the plumes of clouds yes. of toxic chemicals. And so no, the, the argument that people's choices are being tampered with yeah. is not true. It's a lie spread by people to try and protect their businesses. And then I must add that health is always more important. Health trumps trade. And a court has ruled that the consumer rights and business rights to do, to practice commerce are superseded by the public's right to health. Wow. Uh, I'm still stuck in the analogy you made there of your right to drive and superlative, superlative analogy there. I, I, I can't be, go beyond that. Let, let's talk about um, uh, commerce uh, just briefly. Uh, is, is there a way that um, limiting people's positions when they're smoking, where they stand when they're smoking, is going to hamper on the uh, productivity or the commerce? Of, of and the trade of, of, of tobacco or those products? Well, there's two questions there. The productivity of the user is reduced. We know that for a fact because if you're a non-smoker, you're at your desk and you work. You might get up to go to the bathroom. You might go and get yourself a cup of coffee, but that's the normal routine of life. We're entitled to coffee and lunch breaks in law. A smoker, however, will get up from his desk and go to a smoking area if there is one, and those will be removed, or he'll have to go outside the building and smoke a cigarette. And that takes him away from his desk and being productive and doing the job for which he is being paid. So really, non-smokers work longer hours than smokers, and they're also more productive. That has been indicated by research that they will tend to do more because smokers' thoughts are often taken up by their addiction and their craving to get their next fix of their drug, okay. which is nicotine. All right, all right. And then th those who are uh, producers of the tobacco and who sell the tobacco, the tobacco industry, will they lose yeah. money from this um, uh, well, bill? It's highly unlikely because all of them can go into other areas of productivity. Let's take farmers, for example. That's a big complaint that farmers are going to go out of business because tobacco sales go down. Let me give you one or two statistics. Uh, 10 or 20 years ago, there were more than 1,600 tobacco farmers in South Africa. Now the statistics indicate that there's less than 200. So there's 1,400 farmers that are no longer farming tobacco. And you have to ask yourself, what are they doing? They're probably farming other crops and not going out of business, but they might well be farming crops like strawberries, which are good for your health and, and good for <laughs> diet, and other edibles and consumables that are much more beneficial than farming tobacco. Okay. So that farming jobs will be lost is not true. If you don't farm tobacco, you can farm something else. The land is productive. It's not exclusively only viable for tobacco. It is viable for other crops. I'm picking up from your then, argument that um, there's a likelihood that the, 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 there would be a decline in the interest in tobacco products. Is that so? Yes, and that's part of the design of the bill. Okay. And that is to reduce the prevalence of smoking and to reduce the number of cigarettes that people smoke yeah. so that we get improved health. 
and we get improved health, we get lower public health care costs, so everybody saves money. And the money that the government saves from public health care costs can be spent on education and other care that the people need. So it's not a loss situation. It really is a win situation, best for public health and excellent for saving lives. Okay. All right. We'll leave it there. Thank you very much, Peter. I loved this conversation. Highly informative. Thank you very much for your time. My pleasure. And if you want some more information anytime, I'm happy to be with you. I'm happy to talk to you and to answer questions from your listeners. Thank you. A very great much. show. Thank you, Naya. Thank you very much, Peter. It's 11 o'clock. Time for the news. The final bulletin for today with Stephen Kirker.